Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The COB is presented by Rabobank, awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. Well, hello, this is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. It is Thursday. I'm Juliette Sali. And I am Tessa Cecilia. Thank you so much for staying with us throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. Let's have a look at where the market is closing up. And look, it does look like we're going to be pretty flat, Tessa, which is mm. a really interesting uh, movement because it's kind of similar to what you saw on the S&P 500. What I think is super interesting is that some of these big stocks that are paying out dividends Actually, moving higher, you've got Fortescue up 1.3%, BHP up by about 1% too. And of course, a lot of it really is about uh, these energy players too. We've been seeing this big pickup yeah. coming through in oil. I think they, that is a leading sector. Just looking at the sectors in the green, well, there's a very bright green for energy there. As you say, it's the oil prices. And I think we're keeping a close eye on whether it'll breach the $100 mark. What do you think? Well, I, <laughs> I don't think because I don't have an opinion as a journalist. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think it's interesting that we get it to that $97 a barrel, which it did really breach in terms of uh, what we saw in the US trade, that Brent contract. Let's just have a look at some of the the key themes that we're really looking at today. Uh, We've got that oil climbing concern, but also these kind of tepid retail sales. And I was talking to Justin Smirk from Westpac about these, and Mm. it is interesting and probably concerning that households actually drew down on their bank account savings uh, in the month. And that's the first time we've seen that since that peak rate hiking cycle in 2007. No, that is really interesting because also um, households, I think household spending is the one that we saw going down when it comes to, to retail numbers. We had Van Dorber today from the mm. ABS and he was saying that when it comes to actually clothing and shoes and all that, that's the discretionary spending. There was a bit of uptick there, but when it comes to household, people are tightening, yeah. really tightening. So Everyone's it's interesting to see. Worry. Yeah, I think yeah. it is that worry that probably he thinks could here to stay. Yeah, and that flows through into the housing shortage concerns too. And you heard from the Brickworks Managing Director, Lindsay Partridge, saying that the shortage of new housing is worse than forecast, but hopefully there's a backlog of construction work and that's going to help things out. Uh, Justin from Westpac was also talking about migration, you know, the influx of people coming through too. So it's worrying when you look at rising rents, rising mortgage prices, Mm. and the fact that not everyone can live where they want to, or there's certainly a bit of a shortage. Let's run through, yeah. though, what we're seeing in terms of, uh, of course, we were talking about the retail sales picture up for a second straight month in August, did miss uh, estimates. The though. dollar didn't react much. I think it's just because it did miss those estimates, right? It's, so it's 0.2% month on month. Um, it's an up 1.5% from a year earlier. That's the lowest since 
August 2021. Um, yeah. Yeah, indeed. All right. And looking at some of these sectors as well, um, energy we were talking about in focus. So with those higher oil prices, uh, you've got Woodside closing higher by 3%, uh, Santos up by about 4%. And of course, Tessa, let's have a look at the retailers after those retail sales figures too. There we go. West Farmers um, down just less than a percent. JB Hi-Fi. Um, Harvey, Norman, do we have a, you know, Premier Investments, um, there was some news on them today. They were one to watch a slip point four after Solomon Lewis Company posted a 4.9% decline in full year net profit. Um, you know, so there was some, uh, I think one of the holdings that they have there. So we saw that down yeah. on the retailer side now, super Nick retail. Scarly, I think it paid out a dividend yesterday. So coming back a little bit, uh, LaVisa, which we love to talk about, up by seven tenths of 1%. I love their earrings. I stand by <laughs> And of course, the, the mining players. I mean, I mentioned both Fortescue and BHP paying out divs today and, mm. you know, still rising. BHP up by 1%, even though it was paying out $6 billion to investors. It all was. right, let's get into all things market. Welcome to the COB, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. Henry, how did you read today's action? Because it's a it's a little bit of a turnaround on the, on the close here. Uh, yes, good afternoon. Pleased to be here. Uh, yes, it is a bit of a turnaround. I guess, you know, it's kind of thin at the moment and kind of quiet out there. I guess we're waiting for a number of things. China, obviously, we've got Golden Week kicking off uh, in the next few days. We've also got a holiday tomorrow in Victoria and a holiday in uh, New South Wales on Monday. So volumes are a little bit light. The market is still quite skittish, I guess. There's some bargain hunters out and about, that's for sure. And we've seen a pickup today in some of the lithium things. And we've also seen ResMed put in another day of rallies after uh, yesterday's rallies as well. So there are a few things going on, but uh, you know, generally things are pretty quiet out there at the moment. We've of course got the RBA meeting next week with the first uh, chairing by Michelle Bullock, which will be interesting to see how that uh, plays out as well. Of course, those retail numbers today suggest that maybe we're going to be on hold. And that oil price, well, that just continues to go higher, doesn't it? Yeah, when it comes to the oil prices, Henry, how much of a worry um, do you think this will be as that drives a lot of the inflation numbers right now that we're seeing? Winter is coming, <laughs> as they say. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously some of the benefits that we've seen on the inflationary front have been because the oil price did dip down towards sort of 70, 75 bucks a barrel. Now we're at sort of 95 bucks a barrel. So clearly uh, that is in play. The other thing I guess you should consider is that the actual rise in energy prices is a quasi rate hike to some extent and probably more democratic across the board for, uh, for other uh, consumers as well rather than just raising mortgage rates, which does benefit some and hurt others, uh, the oil price tends to be something that we all use, petrol in our cars. So that does take some of the consumer spending out of the market, and that is sort of a quasi-rate rise to some extent. So uh, I guess that slows the consumer down and we've probably seen that in the retail sales. Yeah, indeed. And we were talking, and I was talking earlier to Westpac's Justin Smirk about the worry of people drawing down on their savings too. I mean, is this an overall concern of what we could be seeing in terms of a slowdown if people are starting to dip into savings to pay for things like fuel or their electricity bills? Well, it's about time, isn't it? Let's face it. The RBA has been on a, uh, a one-way mission to push rates up. The Federal Reserve has done the same, the ECB and the UK Bank of England. Uh, and we've really yet to see too much in the way of effects on those, uh, those savings rates. So it is now starting to show, I guess, signs. And this is what the, uh, the Reserve 
and other central banks around the world have been trying to do. So in some respects, uh, we are seeing some success there and taking some of that consumer strength out of the market. And as I say, the oil price will do that as well uh, with uh, $2.22 odd uh, a litre here. So, you know, and that's for the cheap stuff. So, you know, it's uh, that is a quasi rate rise in itself. Yeah, and uh, Henry, you want to ask about something that Jules brought up earlier when we were looking at the exit of uh, companies that were, that, sorry, that were paying dividends today, that is, you have BHP and uh, other big companies going up. Why is that when, you know, normally they would be going the other way? Well, they're not ex-dividend today. They're just... No, paying the checks, dividends, yeah. The, yeah, the checks and the actual money hits the account. So in that respect, you know, you've got to remember that these stocks have had a bit of a bit of a bloody September, uh, and as a result, when those those monies actually do hit your account, there may be a tendency for some investors to uh, reinvest some of that dividend money that they're getting into uh, some of those beaten down stocks, rather than do a DRP, uh, which some of these stocks don't do anymore. You're getting real hard cash in your account. Where else do you put it at the moment? Maybe in your favourite mining stock. Of course, the iron ore price is helping uh, the likes of BHP, Rio, and Fortescue today. And with China closed for a week or so in the next few days, then obviously that's going to take some of the pressure off uh, pricing in uh, some of those commodities as well. All right, we're looking at the overall commodities picture and how that flows through into, I guess, the overall picture for the economy that Aussie China too has been a key focus this week. Some support from the PBOC. How are you reading things with our biggest trading partner? Well, it's always pretty hard to read things with our biggest trading partner. Uh, let's face it, uh, we do have uh, you know, a serious sort of uh, uh, diversity issue with our biggest trading partner. And the, the poor old Aussie dollar, which surprisingly hasn't been of benefit to any of our exporters. We haven't seen, you know, the usual uh, sort of theme is that when the Aussie dollar is under pressure, and here we are at 46 week low in the Aussie dollar, that that does benefit those companies earning US dollars, the likes of CSL, the likes of ResMed, all these companies that earn US dollar earnings are not doing as well as you would think. Now, the problem is that the Aussie dollar is always seen as a proxy to Chinese economic growth. So the international players at the moment are quite happy to sell the Aussie dollar down as that proxy for Chinese growth. And of course, we are seeing some measures from the PBOC and some measures from the Chinese government to stimulate the economy. But the old playbook of chucking money at concrete and steel and building infrastructure and housing is very much uh, not the playbook they are using this time. It is very targeted. And of course, then we've got the headlines coming out from Asia as well in terms of things like Evergrande being suspended, chairman, sort of house arrest, police surveillance. I mean, this is these aren't good headlines. This doesn't endear a lot of confidence in the market. So uh, it's hard to get excited about the Aussie dollar. And I guess in the same sort of breath, it's hard to get excited about the Aussie market when the international players are clearly <laughs> avoiding us. And that's our job, Henry, <laughs> all of us. So we are excited. Well, thank you so much we're, for joining we're, us. We're excited. <laughs> thank you, Henry Jennings from Marcus today. Thank you as always. Okay, well, we also had Washington H. Sol Patterson today posting a full year net profit of just over $690 million. That is up from over $700 million from a loss of $12.9 million last year. That net cash flow for investments, it stood at almost $425 million, up 22%. And we did hear the company declaring a final dividend. That's $0.51, cents a share, up almost 21%. However, we saw a drop. It's funny, looking at um, both Brickworks and Washington H. Soul uh, today, not doing very well. No, actually. but we did see earlier um, a talk from Todd Barlow, um, 
the the company CEO, they're saying full year 24, focusing on growing portfolio and increasing cash generation. And of course, the stock of the day was Washington H. Sol Patterson. So investors might be thinking that's the impact of Brickworks coming through to Washington HSOL, having an impact over the future. Um, costs are set to run, it's the costing reason, um, so the, they didn't weather the costs well at Brickworks for the FY23. And so I think the investor fear is that Brickworks can't control costs heading into FY24, uncertainties on the horizon still for the next year, volatility right. is really high. Yeah, I was looking at it the other day um, with the market pulling back and saying, okay, well, you know, maybe that's pulled back but it, it was remaining at its yearly highs. So, um, yeah, I think any, any sort of pullback, uh, maybe, maybe not today, but you know, tomorrow or the next day over the week, um, it might be a good buying opportunity. This Thursday, the 28th of September, let's have a look at the market leaders and laggards. Kicking it off with what we're seeing in some of those leaders we've been talking about, the energy stocks. I'm assuming some of those are going to be there. Yes, Karoon Energy up 4.5%. <laughs> and, of course, Whitehaven Coal, Tessa, as well, mm. like a really big gain coming through there. It was up by 6.2%. Uh, and mm. New Hope Corporation was also rising. So a lot of activity when you look at that energy and resources space. I think it's really interesting, ResMed coming back too. I think that's the third day in a row that ResMed has had quite a substantial jump and it's yep. interesting analysts now starting to change their tune on you know the the obesity drug Azempic, the the sleep apnea aspect of that too and and starting to get really bullish on this stock yeah no it is i've been following that um that product as well so it's so interesting to see where this is headed and of course coronado global we saw that um, being bought invested into by that czech billionaire um so i think that's what's going to keep it's been keeping it in the top five in the leaders uh, of the market. It's about 51% stake, I think. Pavel is his first name. Again, I cannot remember. Yeah. Um, All right. I remember the last name, but there you go. Coronado Global Resources there. Okay, let's have a look at the, the laggards now. Uh, Brickworks. I mean, I mentioned this. Yes. So the managing director, Lindsay Partridge, said that the shortage of new housing is worse than forecast, but a backlog of construction work could support a rebound in profits at the roofing and bricks producer. So they posted a 54% drop in net profit after tax to 395 million. Um, but that was really outpaced as well by expenses. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not you've got the Albanese government effect of setting this target for 1.2 million new homes over the next five years to help the likes of Brickworks. But certainly today, uh, the stock down 6.4%. Yeah, and it's interesting, of course, seeing uh, Sol Pattinson there. I think the two, the movement of both stocks related to each other. As we know, um, big conglomerates, so Pattinson has holdings in Brickwork. So the price also being perhaps, you think, influenced by that, mm. um, you know, 7.1 we were looking and now it's at 6 5.66% down. So I think movement of that. There was also a real reallocation of nearly a billion dollars of capital away from equity investments over the past year. So that must have impacted um, those that number and also from the results that they have yeah. um, posted today. All right, quick look at the small caps leaders and laggards too. Lithium power up. Ooh. 
37%. Way ahead. (laughs) Up 9%. And a quick look at the laggards there too in that small end of town. Uh, Pan Continental Energy um, down by 15.79%. A lot of the, the miners there, Bowen Coal, Sanadu Mines, Berkeley Energia, and Imogene uh, down 7% there. Okay, let's have a quick look as well at what's happening overnight. Uh, the US GDP mm. second quarter, this is the revised print, so this mm-hmm. is a key one for the Fed. And uh, also a bit of a, a whole check on what's happening in the, in the home market. Yeah, interesting to see when I, when we look at the initial, the prelim, and then the revision to see how much of that actually changes. But indeed, two important economic data for the um, Fed's next move. And let's see what is happening tomorrow. Well, of course, we have to promote the last call. <laughs> we will both be there. <laughs> We're all excited about Do join about us. That. Yeah, we will yeah. have two really interesting panels. So yeah. I'm going to reveal to you equities um, and alternative investments. I think you would want to listen because it's really, really quite an interesting It's always space. fun. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be tomorrow afternoon. Then we've got private sector credit for August. The China PMI is always a key one. And then the big read that we'll be waiting for. Mm. I know you're going to be staying up late <laughs> on Friday night, Tessa, yes. for the US PCE inflation. Yes, indeed. Again, at investors looking for guidance on where central banks are headed next and those are very key figures indeed all right well of course let's quick quickly look in at the market it is well and truly closed now and uh oh just positive <laughs> not even one it point just, but it made it though it's it green. made it sibo <laughs> 200 index there and a little bit of a, a smaller gain coming through too on the Nope, the ASX 200 has gone the other way, down 5.5 points, but, you know, pretty flat. Okay, that is it for the COB. You can catch up on all the latest news and views on our website and on our app. Yes, and thank you for joining us again. Do join us tomorrow. We'll do it all over again, same time, same place. See you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.